So yeah, what is it called? What is it called again though? Sacred, Sacred ge geometry. Sacred geometry. And okay. this was discovered, not invented by the ancient Egyptians, which is the underlying, um, the mathematical underlying truth behind existence. And what this basically means is the fact that all matter, all physical matter, is done in what is called nomic expansion. What nomic means is that you cannot build something out of nothing. So it needs to build up. So, for example, you have what is called the Leonardo uh, Fibonacci pattern. Have you ever heard of the Fibonacci sequence? That I have heard. Okay, of. so it's don't recall one... what it. Really okay. Is, but... <laughs> so, okay, so let me just show you really quick. And I should have. I was gonna wear um, a necklace that I got for my birthday not too long ago. Um, <laughs> I'm here talking about. I kid you not. You know what's in here? Apart from like all my like work for like plastics and stuff. This is um, how. You know what hue is in light in terms of color? Mm -hmm. So every color is every color except that color. Okay. So for example, um, red is all the combination of all the colors except red that when light hits. Oh, okay. So I was going to like the philosophical um, terms of that. Okay, let's see if I can find an empty. Here we go. Fibonacci. <laughs> Okay, so Fibonacci, he was a mathematician in the 14th century, and it basically goes 1 plus 1 equals 2, then you got 2 plus 1 equals 3, then you got um, 3 plus 2 equals 5. So basically, you are adding to the last and it goes on for infinity. Oh, I do actually remember this. You do? Where did you learn this? <laughs> it was in, I think it was in some math class or something. Or maybe it was, you got this in math class? I remember. Or wait, it could have been geometry. Well, it's sacred geometry. Okay, sacred geometry. Okay, so I think because I took geometry, I think tenth grade or eighth grade. I can't remember. Mr. It Wetzel be... was my teacher. <laughs> I remember his name because it rhymes with pretzel. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Wetzel, he was a track coach, and I like to run. So there was a lot of things there, but uh, <laughs> um, but yes, okay. I remember this. So something what this means is that you cannot create something out of nothing. So it's always going to start at one. One is also known for the singularity, which I talk about um, vastly in my book about how singularity is basically the creator unmanifested, where it's basically just a dot. This was also have you seen the theory of everything? Oh, yeah. With, uh, I, I think a year or two ago, I did. Yeah, it's that. the story of Stephen Hawking. Yeah, yeah. I so, did. in one of his uh, theories that he did right before he went super big and he started getting featured in Time, and right before he wrote the, the history, the uh, uh, a brief history of Time, yeah. he was talking about it in his university with his professor how when black holes, when you get to their beginning of it, it goes into a singularity. And what the singularity is, they're now discovering through, um, I don't want to say the, the incorrect, it's either through string theory or to, it's called quantum loop um, theory, I believe it is. That even. <laughs> Went deep in there. <laughs> <laughs> I 
like I point this in my third eye, and I'm like, go in there, go into my subconscious. I saw you like right down. I've never done that before. That's so weird. That was good. Okay. And what it means is that whenever there's like a big bang and you want to get into the beginning of it, that is all just stored heated energy. So what that means is that that has always been there, if you want to call it that, but it's the term that it goes into if you want to call it reincarnations of the big thing. Mm-hmm. So right before that, um, so you get it down to a singularity, that singularity is anything but a point. It is mm-hmm. basically stored energy. Okay. Got it. So what the Fibonacci sequence is, is that you cannot think, take something out of nothing. So you always are going to start at one. Okay. And then you're going to build up like building blocks from its previous oh wait, there's a two in here from the previous uh set of numbers that you have mm-hmm. so when you get into the formation of it in terms of this is called the golden ratio rectangle and this is based off from you first start with the square you never got into this into in um in in geometry we may have, but I was you not may the have? same individual. Well, I, <laughs> I was not paying attention. I was not paying attention. <laughs> not at I all. was like, I'm done with Once this. Once you said Fibonacci, I was like, Fibonacci, I'm not even going <laughs> <come> to bed. <laughs> so yeah. this is done with a compass. And by the way, a compass, it can be scalar. So it doesn't matter what measurement it is, but in mm. a square, it all has to be the same unit. Okay. Mm. And the square, I don't know if you know where the design of it comes from or where the shape of it comes from. Mm. And that is, this is the creator or what it's called infinity or a circle, which is representative by pi. And pi is a number that goes on into infinity. Okay. So it goes infinite. 3.14, right? One six. Yeah. Yeah. It keeps going. So that you remember. (laughs) I did remember that. Okay. So (laughs) then you have, okay, the circle. uh, That is also representative of the singularity. A Mm. circle is also feminine, and it's the potential for infinite procreations. Mm -hmm. So from here, the circle, or what is called the singularity, this is where everything starts and comes from okay okay and i'll get to in very quick of when i relapsed after rehab this was like a year and a half ago um what happened was that it was really strong thc very very strong i was not (laughs) expecting that and especially since i was like you know sober for so long and then like that happens that's the danger of relapse when you're in recovery is the fact that since you've been sober for so long you have zero tolerance Mm -hmm. so when you use like for example a drink or you know for me it was weed when you smoke again it is like intense (laughs) like intense (laughs) and so and there's like different levels you know no that was some weed is not that strong you know then others is like you know, and at that time, strong. yeah. So and, you don't know what you're getting sometimes, which is scary. Well, this was organic, like yeah. weed from like Colorado. That yeah, was like, you know, strong. In, uh, <laughs> yeah, in the vape form. Safe, but strong. But here's the thing I took, I think it was two or three puffs, I think it was once. The last time that I, that I, um, <laughs> oh my God, that I relapsed, this was around that time again. So I was sober for a couple of more months and then I, um, I smoked again, but it was from California. And I kid you not, it was so <laughs> intense because I, at that time, I had so much anxiety, and anxiety is fear. So you have a lot of fear of 
your reality of how, what's it like to live when you're sober, you know, and you, you've been masking all these emotions for so long. And it's the first time that you're heading it straight on. Mm-hmm. So that in itself is very scary. And also you've identified yourself and your thoughts and feelings with who you were when you were high. So, so when I was, you know, coming, you know, in sobriety after, right after rehab, it's normal to relapse until you finally get a good foundation of how to handle your emotions when you're sober. And I took, because I had so much anxiety at this point, I took 15 puffs, 15 do you know what that is? I think it was 15 to 17, <laughs> something like that. And within, I think it was um, less than 30 minutes, I felt like I was on DMT. I kid you not. <laughs> and I felt like it was like DMT, like mushrooms, like all combined. And I'm like, oh my God, like this is so strong. And at the time I was with my now ex. And um, I remember that I'm like, oh, my God, I'm freaking out. I'm way too high. And he's like, what do you feel? I'm like, I feel like I'm on this, this, and this. And he's like, well, enjoy it then. (laughs) (laughs) And then I'm like, I'm going to die. I'm going to die. He's like, Stephanie, nobody has died because of weed. And then I looked at him with a face of terror. And I was like, I'm going to be the first one in history. (laughs) Yeah, that was strong. (laughs) <laughs> too strong way too strong with that i didn't get anything out of that and that was the last time that with that i'm like i'm done like yeah. you know it's it's i i'd rather take the risk of what could happen being sober was the worst that can happen for sure yeah. you know so after that i was like Ugh, yeah that was not good that it's i got a similar experience with that where it's like in the past i i used to, i mean when i was younger i would pretty often but like in the past, sometimes, like you were saying, it actually helped my creativity when writing. But then I could never actually get it down pat. Meaning, like some days I would be really creative, and other days I'd wake up at eight p.m. on the couch. <laughs> 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 I'd be like, I'd be like, okay, that didn't work today. <laughs> you know, I'd have like a donut next to me or something. And like, I was a like, donut this next is to me. <laughs> I've been there. <laughs> I was like, this is too unpredictable. Like, I can't actually like. I can't, you know, I have all these plans today, right? right? And then, like, some days it would be beautiful flow, and then other right. days it would just be like, all right, we're gonna move those to tomorrow because I, I, I slept all day. So that's it was just too unpredictable. Yeah, no, for productivity, and I I agree. If I if I was able to to handle weed, let's say like once a month or once a week, yeah, I would do it. But I wouldn't recommend anybody doing it every single day because you're also hampering oh, your creativity as well. For sure, yeah, because there's foggy. yeah, because yeah. there's a consciousness of the plants, and then there's your own consciousness. Mm. So, you know, you, you can't be operating under the consciousness of something outside of yourself for too long because then that's when you truly start to lose your true self. Yes. You know? Yep. That was probably my problem in middle school. Yep. Middle school. Because <laughs> it was a pretty daily thing back then. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Well, you know yeah. what? I truly admire you and your success, despite yeah. the fact that you smoked a lot of weed and you had no recollection of this <laughs> because of the fact that sacred geometry, it is sacred. Yeah. The Parthenon, the Egyptian pyramids, um, I, I don't, I'm not sure of the Eiffel Tower itself, but most of the greatest monumental um, architecture known in history, the seven wonders of the world, they're all constructed with sacred geometry. Mm. and the ratios especially mm. i did a, an amazing paper i'll send it to you if you want another thing to add to the list, add to the list. <laughs> which is i have um, like weekly learnings from you <laughs> yeah. 
I'm glad. Yeah. I'm glad oh, I'm, because I listen, I think Trust it was me, I won. Listen, Eleanor Roosevelt, Roosevelt, I'm horrible with uh, uh, my accent is horrible. Like, I cannot say, like, certain words. is really embar- embarrassing. See, I couldn't even say, say embarrassing. I, I couldn't say say. I just had to see. Okay, I need to collect myself. Rose <laughs> Roosevelt. Yeah, she said, well, she's yeah, credited with that. But she said, small minds talk about other people. Mm-hmm. Mediocre minds talk about events. And the great minds talk about ideas. Yeah. And especially here in Miami, uh, it's very hard to come across people that like to learn and spread ideas. Yeah. It's very difficult, but there's a reason why I've taught many, I've thought of it many times to, I need to live Miami. I need Mm -hmm. to leave because of the fact that I can't find like-minded people here. A lot of people here are operating under ego, under pride under um, a lot of materialism and identifying themselves with an outside world. I did bring this gift to you, oh, which is, um, I think it was Hawks, uh, I forgot his first oh. name, the map of consciousness. Yeah, yep. Okay. This is really cool though. Yeah, I so if this. you want, I'm actually going to give you two more copies if you want to spread it out to other people yeah. and like teach them when I show you a little bit. Yeah, yeah. But over here, uh, okay. I read this like years ago. Did you and really? I, kind of, I didn't forget about it, but like I just like, it's cool to just have it like this. Like, yeah, it definitely. Yes. Um, I was actually going to give that to my family during a talk I did during Thanksgiving and then I'm like, no, this isn't a good idea. Because they're all in the lowest frequency. They're like under guilt and shame. And that's the Catholic religion. Ah, If you want to see it like that. This right here is the Catholic religion where in the logarithms right here, this is basically the frequency, the wavelength Mm -hmm. of the energy that your body and your mind especially is putting out into the universe or into this matrix, however you want to call it. And... By the way, Elon Musk is a hypocrite. Do you know that he's like artificial intelligence is going to ruin humankind? Did you you know? Joe Rogan? No, no, not only that. Yeah. Okay. But I've already seen him before, Joe Rogan. Uh, Joe oh. Rogan was so cute. He like dressed up with like a big shirt. <laughs> and I'm just there like, you're not in your hoodie anymore. <laughs> <laughs> that was a wild episode. Yeah. And, um, but. I didn't feel like when he got high, he was so controlled. I'm like, how do you, can you do that? <laughs> well, that was you funny. Know? He's, like, he's, like, he's like, I'm not high. What, what is this? <laughs> oh, what is that? <laughs> and Joe, Joe was like, yeah, you just hit weed. He's like, oh, like, what's that? It's like funny. But yeah, no, yeah. he didn't really get like, I don't know. He seemed pretty much the same person after it. You know, there's nothing. Although, what did he end with? There's there was a lot of memes made about that episode because he was because Joe Rogan, I think, at the end of it, asked him like, "What's the one thing the world needs?" And he's like, "More love." Yeah, and I and found then, that and, so. I'm like, listen, I know it sounds cheesy, but that is exactly what people need because love oh, is yeah. a frequency of 500. For sure. When you get to enlightenment, it's 700 to a thousand. What that means is that the higher that you get in uh, in frequency, it's actually going to be the farther away. This is amplitude when the wavelength goes up and this right here from, so the X axis, this is wavelength. So when especially anger is very, very strong where it is very up and down like that. Mm -hmm. Okay. And what that means is that anger is fear. And so is anxiety. See, fear goes directly into anxiety. 
okay. Yeah. Okay. And most people today are operating at a logarithm of 120. So it goes from shame, which is when hmm. you're very miserable, yeah. and it's at 20. This is usually the Catholic religion. A lot of um, the generation of, for example, my mother and a lot of women here in, in Brickle, there's a lot of Latin population. Mm. There's um, a lot of these women that grew up uh, Catholic in our native, uh, well, I was raised here, but in their native uh, state, which is, you know, in um, countries in Colombia and Venezuela, um, Brazil. Brazilians are tend to be a lot more happy and they tend to be a lot more with family. But mm -hmm. if you get down to Venezuela and Colombia, a lot of the older generation, they're operating and they're the ones that programmed our generation. So it's mm -hmm. interesting. So they're operating in guilt and shame. For example, por mi culpa, por mi culpa. When you say it in, in like, it's because of my fault and my fault that I sinned uh, and this. Yeah, yeah. That is all operating at the lowest frequency. Lowest frequency possible. And they know this. The Catholic Church is there to basically just control people um, through their ideologies. And they're one of the most hypocrite, not the most hypocrite, because of the fact that there's a lot of pedophilia. There's a lot of, um, you know, hush of like acts of, I, I don't even want to get into it, but very ritualistic um, where there is human sacrifice. Mm. And that is something that in one of the upcoming, well, in the fifth element, they go into that. They, they go into, yeah. into these, um, these sort of corruption that you see in people that, uh, that are supposed to be there to represent, you know, love and enlightenment. And they're doing the complete opposite of that. Mm -hmm. So instead of getting people to, to love, joy and peace, they do have that in there. So religion is not bad, but it's the clergy, the people that started controlling religion, which is when the, the church and state uh, started to, to go together in um, in ancient Rome, I don't know exactly the the, day, uh, the the century. I think it was somewhere in the 10th to 12th century. That's when church and state. That's when they came together, and when the clergy began with the Vatican. That is when true suppression of people's capabilities started happening. Mm -hmm. So they have religion and whatever. I don't want to get into the Bible and too much stuff like that. But they do operate with um, with ways of how to get into the higher enlightenments and frequencies. There's something called Christ consciousness, um, which is um, once you get into holistic lifestyle of like yoga, meditation, um, philosophy. There's something that is very important, and that's the Christ consciousness. That Christ Himself, He made. Um, all his teachings are to get into enlightenment, but because of the clergy, it's the complete opposite. They're in guilt and shame. Mm. So let me tell you, so that's Catholic. Really quick, a lot of people right now are 120. So it's somewhere between fear, desire, which is basically um, greed, desire for wanting something outside of themselves to complete themselves. Mm -hmm. So, and that goes into pride. That's a result. And the fear of losing that because they're losing their, their self-identity with the materialistic world, that is anger. That goes right before pride. And pride is complete ego. And what is ego? Ego is the feeling of lack of self-worth and insecurity and wanting to position yourself at a higher or lower rank than other people. And mm -hmm. that is from a place of not realizing that you are me and I am you. We're all, it's a mirror of mm -hmm. the same. It's its a concept that goes way far into mathematics and metaphysical, but I already lived through you and you already lived through me. Together, we make a consciousness that it's 
a lot larger of what we actually can possibly perceive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that is something that you get once you get into enlightenment information. And that is when you realize this chart is amazing because it tells you the God view, the creator view in all the different uh, emotions. Mm, okay. And when you get, for example, when uh, when you are very um, in desire, so you have a lot of greed, you deny that there's a creator. Mm. Which is, this one is, I haven't really analyzed too much about uh, this one in terms yeah, of the yeah. negative aspects, but the most important one that I always talk about is this one. When you get to enlightenment, you and realize... And not many people do, do they? Like, that's pretty hard, like, hard to get to. Yeah. Right? Okay. For most of the time that I was in drug addiction, I was in guilt and shame the entire time and desire. And then anger as well. And there was a a lot of pride and ego that developed as a result. I was in grief. I was in apathy, suicide attempts. They were all in the lowest possible. And you can, you can obviously bounce. Like you could, is it possible you could be here, but then end up back here at some point? Or like once you're here, you probably. Okay. So, so here's how it works. So, First of all, you see that the God view is yourself. Yeah. So it means that you are the creator. It means yeah. that all together, all of us together, we all make up God. I see. I, I think that. Okay. I, w- I don't know. I don't, I'm not saying I'm here necessarily, but I would say that I do believe well, in that one. Because of yeah. those thoughts that you have and that yeah. realization. And uh, that's what most uh, books about... Um, creating your reality uh, based from they okay, they yeah, want to yeah. say that you are an infinite creator you have infinite potential mm-hmm. and you are able to create the reality or the matrix you inhabit based on your thoughts and beliefs mm-hmm, yeah, so for example true. we met in a place where ideas were being shared so true. there were like-minded people there that were in that same frequency so the frequency that you radiate you are resonating and you're attracting more of that into your life. So the matrix that you inhabit, and this is, <laughs> I, shouldn't, I shouldn't be talking about this because this, but I'm going to go ahead and share it because I do believe that ideas need to be shared, especially when yeah. it's to better the lives of other people to make them have awareness. So what I say is right now we have a war on consciousness because mm. the more that right now we're waking up slowly Slowly, we're starting to wake up collectively. And the more that we wake up, and this is coming from our generation, the millennials and the ones that come before us, mm-hmm. we're truly waking up and seeing, hey, this, this world, how our parents lived, how, you know, how it's right now, this isn't, they're not living it how it's truly supposed to in terms of emotional freedom and freedom of negative vibrations. So capitalism, by the way, it's pride, anger, and desire. So most of the United States is 120 is the usual. And most of capitalism and economy is operating from this area right here. So when I mentioned the God view self is that, so you have thoughts that radiate at a certain frequency. And every, the matrix that you inhabit you're going to be attracting more people into your life that are in that same frequency. Mm-hmm. So, for example, one day you wake up, and it's not automatic. It's it's gradual. Yeah, so yeah. it would take a couple of days of being in anger for you to be attracting that sort of uh, people into your, into your matrix. Got it, yeah. So here's what I say. It's like, have you seen the butterfly? Not the butterfly effect, the sliding doors, um, the movie. 
I've seen the butterfly effect. Okay, no, yeah, no, the, I wasn't thinking about that one. Actually, actually, I actually haven't out, seen that. I haven't seen it's the butterfly. <laughs> no, I haven't. I haven't. It's a flick? Is it, it's a romantic flick? It's a chick flick? Oh, no, no, I, just movie. I, oh, I, I was about to flicks. say. I, I was about to say, I'm like, really? Is it really? <laughs> no, I didn't know that. No, okay, so, for example, in one day, you, for example, that example of weed. Yeah. You wake up and you are like ready to go. You're there to go to meetings, do this, do that. So you automatically go into this matrix that is aligning yourself with that frequency. Mm-hmm. And you're going to be surrounded by people that are in that same frequency. If you decide to, you know, stay, stay at home, not really do much, perhaps go out. If you keep that up for a couple of days, you're going to be attracting people that are operating under that frequency of desire. Because that, what craving to do substances in order to do reform enhancing, mm-hmm. not really to do it for spiritual reasons of um, cocaine and alcohol, there's nothing spiritual in that. <laughs> so I'm talking about is more of like weed, like, you know, ayahuasca, all of that. When you do it from a place of experiment to better yourself, that's a bit different. That's actually completely different. But when you use weed for like creativity, for example, that's desire. You Mm. want that in order to achieve something that you yourself can attain. And that I'm getting to that point because for me, weed is... Mary Jane, I would. It was hard to divorce her. Yeah. It was very hard to divorce hard her. To divorce her. <laughs> it was so hard. Like if I if I if I went again with her, like I wouldn't separate her, but I, and I would have to eventually. But I'm trying to uh, get to the. Uh... Mm. Yeah. Okay. So, um, so this is the thing. This is like Jordan um, Peterson, the one that you recommended. Yeah. I start. I'm still. I'm still in the creation of existence through mathematics and geometry, and I just bounced off to saying, <laughs> "See, see what I mean? I understand his mind because it's just like mine yeah. just hops from one place to another." So. So, so yeah, we'll do we'll do this, and then we'll talk about your book. Then. Awesome. <laughs> but I did want to get this. Awesome. Stuff. So so. Was there anything left on this point here? <laughs> You're like scared to ask because there's like the can of worms that's gonna like keep going. You're like, no, I'm, I'm done. Not, I'm done taking information. I, I no, I could actually, to be honest, I could sit here all day with you. I really, and I would very much like to do that. Well, I like, um, cleared my schedule. Yeah, I know, but I know. I think you got some stuff. But I do. Anyways, think, no, I have an appointment at three. Okay. <laughs> that's a couple of hours. Yeah. Still here early. <laughs> no, oh boy, we, we gotta need to hurry up. Because <laughs> <laughs> everything that I have is gonna take minimum ten hours. Hurry yeah. up, four hours. <laughs> no, I, I'm kidding. Um so whether it's then, yeah, at some point we should or explain maybe like as I think the book does explain like it doesn't explain how to get from each level. Yeah, of course, because yeah. I started off in guilt and shame, and then I went all the way to enlightenment. And then in my book, I met somebody that I fell in love with, mm-hmm. and he was operating under pride, anger, and desire and fear, especially fear. Fear is very dangerous because um, fear is the most dangerous one of all, I would say, because mm-hmm. it is the antithesis, antithesis, mm-hmm. how do you say it? An, antithesis? Yeah, yeah, the opposite of love. Oh, so okay. if you're operating under fear, and this is just like a person really quick. Oh, my God. That is like complete shame to like my art school. <laughs> <laughs> That's a star. Okay. 
So when you're operating under fear, there's something called toroidal field. And this is actually, this is, uh, you see this also in many things. I know what you're thinking. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so this is fruits. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is all the way creation comes from if okay. you want to put it that way okay but yes. this is i think i showed you of the recycling of um of, of light energy into dark matter yes, and how it recycles it into like beginning of time and end of time and how our consciousness is right in between it's it's everything mm. so you're actually we're actually my theory is that we live in a black hole that we live in black canvas and then through our projection of information from our consciousness, mm. um, that light and everything's composed of photons of what light is made of, and that projection of light is coming from our our, our pineal glands. I've gotten to the point in deep meditation where that's why the ancient Egyptians they called the sun god Ra, mm. which is the sunlight, the sun, the ray of light, and that's because in deep meditation I got to see that I don't want to say God the Creator because even God created itself so that there is a Creator and then nobody created him so it's or I want to say him and it's also a she I we got into that yeah last yeah time. we did yeah okay so it's a <laughs> so here's where where it gets interesting and okay so I'm just gonna go ahead and no you know what I'm gonna go ahead and say it yeah so. The most elemental that I got into the creation of who God is, is yeah. a laser light. Okay. And yeah. it's in terms of technology. So it's a laser light that basically conducts in what is called sub-pixels. Mm -hmm. So, for example, the number one would be rendered like this, like a printer. And that's why Andrew Warhol, incredible man, because of the fact that he, uh, his, um, his, his um, subject matter and what he came from is the creation of the printing press of the printer. That's why we see merely diptych, how it goes from like nothing into like actual creation. Mm -hmm. So he was actually way more intelligent than people think that, oh, the Campbell soup cans. No, when you actually, you know, um, and thankfully it's because I started our history. Um, I was able to see where exactly these ideas came from. So there's why there's a reason why there's a chronological order to the Campbell soup cans. There's a reason why there's also a chronological order to the Maryland diptych because of the fact that it is through the printing press, which is kind of like where you get this laser from. And it's called in subpixels, which means that this is basically it only projects this laser along the y-axis. And I got to the point where I saw how all of this, so the ones and the zeros, which is computer language, are rendered. And they're rendered like that. There's no x-axis. So it's like one, zero, and it goes on and on. It's projected into, oh my gosh, this is, this is going to sound very, very out there. But it's <laughs> projected into, into a crystal. Okay. And so I went ahead and I researched what yeah. exactly crystals are i've never been too much into them um for for what reason I've, I've never actually been too much into crystals mm. um and i found in research how you can store enormous amount of data like quantum computer data inside a crystal so an, a crystal that is tiny super super tiny that it can be so much data can be stored, like astronomical data can be stored in only one tiny piece of crystal. And so then I got into this experiment that I believe was conducted by two scientists, either at, I think it was at Harvard, if I'm not mistaken. 
and they projected a laser light onto the crystal and then it came out as a projection of like whatever they're pointing here they came down to the other side to the last photon exactly the same hmm. so that's why there's base reality or base matrix where the all the information of the matrix is and then there's what I call, and I think I, I, I sent you that manuscript where I talk about, I was like, Elon Musk, uh, yeah, you're right. You cannot detach I from the matrix. from your website. Yeah. 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 No, it wasn't from my website. I think it was uh, in one of the PDFs. Oh, okay. I, so this is base reality information. And then what comes out in the other side is where we are, which is a copy of the matrix. So I couldn't find an origin to this laser light. I couldn't exactly find it because I believe that it is infinite. It's always been there. Mm -hmm. um, it's because you cannot create light. Like uh, energy cannot be created or destroyed. Mm -hmm. So when you get to enlightenment in this uh, chart that we are talking about of map of consciousness, you realize that life view is simply is. Mm -hmm. That it's, it's always been here and it's infinite. <laughs> it's beautiful. Yeah. Love it. Yeah, I know that looks something like something else, but that's just, <laughs> like that's also where creation comes from. So <laughs> it is.